My name is Forrest Adam. Uh, I've been with SGI, the company I work for now, for 20 plus years. I want to say how long. Uh, I've been in a role of COO and CIO as a combination, so I control the operations as well as the tech stack, you know, for the best part of that career. Um, I just crossed over the 60 mark, and essentially I'm on my way out of this company at some point, um, and I have delegated and transferred ownership of the tax act to my cohort, Terry Cochran. Yeah, hi, I'm Terry Cochran. Um, I started at SGI 12 years ago as a software development manager. Um, over the years, roles and responsibilities grew and adapted. Last year, I was promoted to chief technology officer. I oversee all of our software solutions, both internal and external, as well as our end user help desk. And I'll speak later. <laughs> okay, so uh, today I just want to go through a story. I'm not here to teach you guys what Traction is. I'm not here to talk through some different things. But just as a reality check, who here has heard of Traction? By raise of hands. Okay, some of you have. Who have implemented Traction and are currently running a company that way? Okay, we're a small crowd. Um, and then lastly, I won't ask the last one. Have you tried Traction and just stopped? You guys still running it? Okay, okay. So uh, what I want to talk about today is just how we got started with this. So first things first, uh, quick introduction of SGI because I want you to have some context. SGI is just shy of a $20 million company. We are a marketing fulfillment company. What that means is we warehouse marketing literature, mostly for biopharma clients. Highly regulated, highly demanding. We do a lot of patient support stuff, a lot of websites, a lot of portals, things of that nature. Okay. We've been operating as a company since 1967. We've evolved a lot over those years, obviously changing the marketplace, changing with dynamics, but essentially um, we're a small entrepreneurial company. We put, company, uh, put customers first, we work hard, and we want to be kind while we're doing that. Okay? So just a little bit of context behind SGI. You guys recognize this reading list, I'm sure. Uh, how many of these books up here have you read? Probably a bunch. I wanted to start off the journey with Traction before Traction even got introduced to SGI. We've read these books. I put these books up here because we believed in concepts coming from these books. Um, I don't know if you've read all of them or not, but things like Winning Frames, The Oz Principle, Dealing with Accountability, Seven Habits, A Baseline, Do You Have Pride and Victory, Do You Do What You Say, Can You Be Trusted, things of that nature. So we started off as an organization philosophically believing in these principles. Traction came to us because Terry and I were interviewing a project manager just right before COVID. Project manager walks in and says, hey, do you run your company based on traction? And we sat there and go, what the hell's traction? I got no idea. Well, you know, Terry and I talked about it. Let's go buy the book. We'll, we'll, we'll read about it. Bought it, set it on my shelf. Four months later, I'm in my weekly meeting with the president of SGI, and Jack looks at me and says, hey, have you heard of traction? And so, well, it's funny you mentioned that book. I just heard it referenced a few months ago. He says, I'd like you to read the book. I'd like you to think about it, okay? So SGI should say, we've been a profitable company. We've got good KPIs. We've got good cash flow. We're not heavily debted. Uh, we return good value to shareholders. So we're a well-run company. So why mess with it, okay? By implementing something different. Well, here's the reasons why. Progression on initiatives just seem harder than they should be. Um, lack of clear ownership, a lack of clear outcomes. I mentioned the succession planning. We've been relying a lot of internal knowledge, 
you know, historic knowledge of our company to get us through several situations and whatnot. Um, and we were looking around and saying that um, we needed a higher degree of confidence in the management that's coming up behind us without losing control or visibility of the operation. And we looked around and said, you know, we got a lot of right people, but they're in the wrong seats. In some, some cases, we had wrong people in the right seats. So a little different combination of things. Lastly, uh, talking around the subject, general lack of candor, issue avoidance, um, and a need for critical thinking and honesty and deliberative uh, debate, if you will, okay? So, traction. Uh, there are components of traction. I'm just going to hit on these real quick to give you guys content in the upcoming slides. Starts with vision. Does the company know where it's going? Do you have specific goals? Are those stated? Are they ambiguous or are they specific? How long are they? You got a five-year goal, a three-year goal, a one-year goal. What are your goals as a company? And have you communicated those to the organization? Does anybody else in the company even know where you're going? Second piece, people. People aspect is, again, right people, right seat. Do you have people that are accountable? Or there's this term that I'll hit on later called GWC. Do they get it? Do they understand what the role is? Do they want it? Do they really want the role that they're in? And lastly, are they capable or do they have the capacity to do it? Flip around, issues. We talked about this. Avoidance. Lack of speaking your truth. A little word in there that if you're in a meeting, don't be a weenie. Okay? You got to speak up. You can't just sit there and not say something. Okay? Coming around the side, data. Are you measuring? How do you know you're getting to where you go? This is, a, this is an old Demi thing. If you're not measuring what you manage, then you're not managing. Okay? That doesn't mean you run everything by numbers, you know, but it does mean that you know if you have a vision and you know where you're going, no different than a road trip, you know the mile markers, you know the destinations. The process, um, process with interaction is making sure that everybody within the organization understands what you do and they understand their place within it. And I'll hit on that a little bit later as some of the struggles we, um, we ran across there. And then lastly, traction is where the rubber meets the road. That's essentially the meetings that you're in, the goals, the initiatives, the debate, the honesty, the issues, those kinds of things really is what bringing all of this together to get us to move forward as an organization. Key thing with interaction, funny coming off an agile conversation, uh, key thing with interaction is the entire organization lives in a 90-day world. That's it. You have annual goals. You have three-year goals. But within 90 days, everybody is intently, intentionally focused on those objectives for the next three months, 12 weeks. Okay? So you set those goals. You set quarterly rocks, smart goals. They're already time-bound by 90 days. But you're going to go ahead and set those smart goals, set those rocks, and put them on the line saying, this is what I'm going to get done this 12 weeks, okay? Mostly people are not going to have more than three to six of these, okay? Depends on the size of what they are, but more is not better, okay? You have to focus on what you're trying to get at. Then those, that begins the succession of meetings that Terry will cover in detail later. That then comes back to weekly to-dos, follow-ups, issue discussions, why are you not making the progress that you want to make on your rocks, what obstacles are you hitting, et cetera, et cetera. And that's really a lot of the meat of this is bringing those issues to light so you can get back on track and get moving. 
Make sense? So it starts with the vision thing. I love Simon. Simon has this quote. Vision is a destination, a fixed point to which we focus all effort, strategies, a route, an adaptable path to get us to where we want to go. Agile. 90 days. Work 90 days, get the 12 weeks out, stop, reevaluate, readjust, another 90 days. And it just continues in succession. We've been doing this now going on three years. Within the Vision Traction Organizer, as they, they call it, you're not just putting down your goals, you've got a three-year picture. You're putting down what your core values are. You're putting down your core focus, what your targets are, what your marketing strategy is. Your one-year plan, your rocks, and your issues list are all right there within a document. That is communicated throughout the organization so everybody understands what our current one-year goal is because you get very focused within what's going to be happening within the next 90 days. But you don't want to lose focus of your core values. You don't want to lose focus of your marketing strategy or what makes you unique. So this document, which is reevaluated every quarter, but kept pretty consistent, and a lot of debate goes into creating this. This was one of the first things that we struggled with as the organization beginning traction, because you can't begin traction until you fill this out. Get the leadership team together, and there's a lot of healthy debate, a lot of finger pointing, a little elevation, you know, to get through what are our core values. What does that really mean? Okay? So a lot of work goes into creating this document before you can even have your first meeting or discussions beyond that. This is a very difficult slide. People. Okay? Uh, there's a concept within, and I talked about it earlier, GWC. And this is true for all roles throughout the company, all roles within the company from top to bottom. You've got to know whether you're dealing with somebody that really gets what they're supposed to be doing. And I'm not talking about a new hire. I'm talking about somebody that's you know, accepted that role and is functioning within it. Do they get it? <clears throat> Second question, do they want it? Is that really where they want to be, or are they just there right now? You might have a great person, gets the role totally, but you know, I just don't really want to do that anymore. And then the last part is they have the capability and the capacity to fulfill that role. Ultimately, you will score everybody within your organization on this way. Managers will score their people, directors will score their managers, leadership team will score their directors, et cetera, et cetera. Now, it takes some time to launch that. You don't do that day one, okay? In all honesty, the GWC evaluation of our employees, we held off until probably about nine to 10 months into traction. We spent that first four to five quarters assimilating traction within the leadership team and implementing the framework of it and then slowly rolling it out to the rest of the organization. GWC came later. But what didn't come later and what was very critical is what's called the accountability chart. Within your organization, who's accountable for what? I can tell you right now that when you get into a room of good personalities, strong personalities, people that want to move the company forward, this is a very interesting conversation. Is sales and marketing the same thing? Should they be in the same department? Is client engagement part of operations or is it not part of operations? How are you handling this? How are you handling that? At any size of organization, you're going to have some debate around that. And some people don't agree. Okay? I want to do this. I want to do this. These are the competing priorities, the misalignment at the leadership team level. I can tell you that within the first 18 months of doing traction, we swapped out two leadership team members. It was just a misalignment. They're good people, just a misalignment. 
they wanted to do this. The organization wanted to go this way. Okay? So one of the struggles that you begin with up front is, are you on board or are you not on board? And sometimes people will say they're on board. Okay, they'll probably try to fake it until they make it. Okay? Uh, the reality is that when you get into a 90-day world with the level of accountability that traction brings, that's, you're not going to be able to do that. You're just not going to be able to deliver on your commitments. So a very, very important piece. There's this last concept of 36 hours of pain. Make the call. Don't let it dwell. If you got a misalignment, it's going to hurt the entire organization and you can't move forward. You got to make the call. You got to make that call. You got to change out that leadership team member or change the roles or do something in order to make sure that you've got that alignment before you can move forward. Data. Um, scorecards. Alignment. <laughs> so when you look at this, each level of meetings, and Terry will cover those a little bit later, but every meeting has a scorecard. So putting a scorecard together was hard, okay? Because you gotta have weekly numbers, okay? The accountants, you talk to the accountants, they're like, oh no, I can't really give you that number until we close out the month. It's like, well then it's not a scorecard metric. This has to be a metric that you're looking at every week. Things like new or unresolved client issues, system uptimes, anything along those natures. You have to come up with a weekly number. And it's got to be a weekly number that is indicative of the success of the business. As they say, there's this island thing. If you were an executive living on an island and you got one sheet of paper about your company, what needs to be in that sheet of paper to let you know that it's on track, that everything's good? Every number in here has a, a, a margin or has a, a, a benchmark set on it. Anything below that's red, anything above it's a green. If it's red, it's an issue. It's going to get put on the board. It's going to get discussed about. Don't be surprised. Okay? There's going to be a question. What's going on? Okay? Every level of organization, leadership team, director levels, departmental level, all have scorecards. Those scorecards are, to the extent that it's important, are aligned. So uptime for websites which service our clients is also on Terry's scorecards at her meetings as well as infrastructure scorecards, different places. But you're trying to weave together data on this room. Okay. Process. Um, this is a document that quite frankly we punted for quite some time. You know, we started with our uh, traction or started with our vision, started with our accountability charts. Uh, started creating rocks, uh, doing our weekly meeting cadences, and holding everybody accountable on this front. This document we struggled with for a little bit, and I talked to other people that were implementing traction, they were having the same problem. There's a contention of what the view is. What is a business process document? Now, as an IT guy, <laughs> you know, I'm thinking flowcharts, I'm thinking details, everything's kind of spelled out, you've got a gate sourcing running there, you know, you've got everything that you need in order to fully understand it. That's not the context that we needed to come up with here. Okay, so we had debates. You know, I've already got, we are an ISO 9001 company, we're also an ISO 27001 company. So those documents, there's work processes, everything's there, I'm not gonna copy it, put it over here. So what we came up with for us was every functional work area, every major workflow has about a page or two pages that explain how that flow works, okay? Gotta write some poetry here, guys. You know, not the Magna Carta. And then essentially the purpose of this document is everybody within the organization can look 
in the department that they work for and understand the context of where they are within the organization. That's how we've used this document. Okay, make sense? So there's the vision thing, there's the data thing, all of this thing comes together into Charlie Viteri. Awesome, thanks, Forrest. All right, we'll start off with a little audience participation. Um, who here has ever sat in an unproductive meeting? Besides me. They're the worst, right? What I love about Traction is that it makes those unproductive meetings a thing of the past. And where we start at is with the quarterly meeting. Um, the quarterly meeting is where we start to live in a 90-day world. But why is a 90-day world important? There's actual data behind it. Number one, 90 days is the actual attention span most people have. And number two, we tend to be deadline-driven. So living in a 90-day world, it gives us milestones and check-ins check to make sure that we're accomplishing those goals that we're setting out for ourselves. When you only set annual goals, it's really easy to lose sight of them. A new client comes on, your directors decide they want to change what you're working on. All of a sudden, it's the third quarter and you're like, hmm, that thing I started in January, it's not going to get done this year. And it's so defeating. With traction, having these quarterly goals and milestones and check-ins helps you make sure you reach those yearly goals that you're setting out for yourselves. We do these in the leadership team in all departments within SGI. So what are you doing them? Well, you start off with the segue, which typically is a team building exercise. And if some people don't like those, they're not, you know, very much. I love them. I'm extroverted. Um, but that is where you become vulnerable with your team. And when you're vulnerable with your team, you start to work better together. You then review the previous quarter, what worked, what didn't work? Why? Dig into the why. That's going to give you good data for the next part. Look into the next quarter. What do you want to accomplish? Start to think about your rocks, and you're going to set the rocks for the next quarter. And finally, you're going to tackle key issues as a team. What issues are facing your department, and how can you tackle them together? The annual level 10. It's basically an enhanced <laughs> quarterly level 10. We run these at the end of the fourth quarter, because what it does is it allows us to have clear direction for the company and a vision for when we return from the holidays. We only do these at the leadership team level, and then that information is distributed amongst the departments so that they can start the year off with hitting the ground running. In these meetings, we review all six areas of the veto that Forrest went over and make sure that we are all aligned and all headed in the right direction. From there, we'll set our next annual rocks based on that direction that the team came up with together. There's also some team building, a dinner, some drinks, all that good stuff tends to happen as well. That team building's a little bit more fun. The weekly level 10s. Implementing weekly level 10s across the organization was the secret ingredient for SGI gaining traction. I, I, I participate in three of these a week where I lead two. One of them is a hybrid. Half the team is in my room and half of the team is online. And that one can be a little bit tricky. What I love about these are that they are prescriptive, informative, and focused meetings. Um, my old boss, Forrest, um, who I care about deeply, he was famous for having meetings run over. He would schedule them for an hour. And 75 minutes, 90 minutes, we're still discussing things. And we are like, hey, Forrest, we got things to do. That just doesn't happen with traction because the agenda is time bound. You have very specific things that you're supposed to talk about and a time limit in which you are to talk about them. In fact, when we first implemented traction, we would bring stopwatches into our meeting rooms. And as we're going through the segue, guys, we have five minutes, go. 
be quick about it. And if, you're, if we didn't finish this section, we would just move on. We learned to get really good about this very quickly. But it didn't all come together on day one. And in, fa in fact, it took a long time to kind of get the kinks worked out. So let me tell you about some of those challenges that we faced. Um, number one, getting the right people in the room. I have six web developers on my staff for software and having them all in the room, man, I would feel like that was a waste or a missed opportunity of billable time. So I bring my lieutenant into the room. He collects the issues from his peers and then we lift them up and discuss them with the rest of the department and then he disseminates the information back down. It's a great growth opportunity for him. Getting your teammates to participate, having them bring issues into the room is another challenge we faced. That can be really tricky if you have introverts on your team like I do. They don't want to participate or raise their hand. Getting your team to focus. We try and implement a no cell phone or no laptop policy in the rooms so that people are taking 90 minutes to disconnect and work on the business. That's been the biggest hurdle for the infrastructure team to overcome. Well, what if a server goes down? Well, people will knock on the door. They'll come get us if there's really a, a problem. Giving the appropriate responses when giving updates to your rocks your, or your to-do list. Tell me, are you on track, off track? Is it done if it's not done? If it's off track or it's not done, it comes an issue and goes on the board and we're gonna talk about it later. That's when you can tell me your, your dog ate your homework. When you're giving your updates, just keep it short and concise. Bringing a segue. The segue is what sets the tone for the meeting. It should be good news. It's gonna make everyone happy. There's nothing worse than someone bringing bad news to the room. I have nothing good to share. Nothing good is happening in my life. Make it fun. My recent uh, update was about a dessert I had had a few days ago because I was still jazzed about it two days later. Um, be prepared to talk about your scorecard metrics. If you have something in the red, it's gonna be an issue and you're gonna need to explain how and why and what you're doing to mitigate it. Um, speaking of issues, bring issues to the table. Don't be afraid to talk about something that's uncomfortable. That's where the best conversations and discussions are gonna happen and where you really start to solve problems. And then finally, the issues are gonna pile up and that's okay. What your team will do is you'll prioritize them and work through them together as a team. We typically start with scorecard and rock issues first, work our way through those, make sure we know what's going on, and then we tackle the rest of the issues. We identify the issue, we discuss it, and then we solve and create weekly to-dos to make sure that we get those all wrapped up. So how do you know if your weekly level 10s are running correctly or you're creating traction within your organization? Well, at the end of every level 10, your team is gonna score you to your face on how effective your meeting was. The scale is one to 10, and they will go all around the room and tell you how much they enjoyed that meeting. Your goal is to get an eight or better, and you know you're hitting your stride if you're getting eights consistently. And when you do, your team's gonna be energized and excited about level 10s. As I mentioned, I have a very introverted team, but here are some things that they've sent to me in the last couple of quarters thinking about level 10s. Can't wait for the level 10 this week, Terry. Terry, I have an issue. I can't wait to discuss it at our level 10. And my, the best compliment we got about traction from my most introverted team member was, man, these level 10s are the most impactful and effective meetings I've ever participated in in my whole career. And this is someone not fresh out of school. He's been in the industry 20, 20 plus years. So I feel like we're on the right track here. So. With that, I think we've talked through our journey with Traction and we'll open the floor up to any questions. Where, <clears throat> sorry, yeah. uh, 
where do you get uh, these type of are these templates mm -hmm. as part of the yeah. book? Yeah, it's part of the, the traction book, and then there is EOS Worldwide is the website okay. where we download a lot of our information. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Did you use an Ipple metric to begin with, and for how long? We did not. We did not. We did that ourselves. So the, vis the visionary, uh, there's roles, two roles in the company referring to. One is the visionary. That's the person who, usually the owner, CEO, president, et cetera, top dog. Um, and then you have what's called the integrator, okay? And the visionary is there to throw out all his visions, talk about what he wants to do, the integrators to hold that all accountable. So as we started, Jack Burns, president, was the visionary, I was the integrator. So I was facilitating all the meetings. The agenda that Terry pulled up there is the agenda straight out of the book. We were a company that tended to roll our own. We'd read all these books before. Oh yeah, but we know a little bit better way. We know, you know we can tweak this, we can do that. We chose not to do that. We chose to be very prescriptive and hold us to that. So we created those agendas, pulled snippets out of the book to make sure everybody understood what that part of the agenda was about, and just wrote that. So, Terry, I saw that you had weekly and annual. Did you also have quarterly up there too? We did have quarterly. So, do you ever have any timing issues? Because you're ending one quarter, starting another, but by the time you have that meeting, you're already into the following. Yeah, so when we do our quarterlies, we tend to do it the last two weeks of the quarter so that we have direction. So we'll do it at the leadership team level so that we can set the direction. And then, in theory, we try and make that get down to the departments before the next quarter rolls over. Obviously, like right now, we're in spring break season. So our leadership team, I'm going on spring break, so that's one of the problems. Um, and so our leadership team is not meeting until after the quarter starts. So this, this quarter, we're trying something new. Departments are doing their own quarterlies to raise up the rocks that they want to work in so that we're not pushing them all down. And then we'll get some alignment there um, in two weeks. Thank you. Yeah. Are you an agile shop? And if so, how did the agile change toward evolved as you through or agile-ish <laughs> yeah i mean uh, you know most of our projects that we do my first 10 10 years was in the retail pharmacy where projects were like year long two year long things um, in this business our projects are usually less than six months these very targeted you know so if it's an enhancement or if it's a new website for a client or an HCP or whatever our projects tend to be smaller and even the larger projects because I've been burnt too much in my life in the past I don't believe any project that goes beyond a year you know because if you're working on it if you're not by if you're biting it off anything more than three to six month chunks so that's what she means by agile ish yeah <laughs> so. we have other projects besides just IT projects um, within the warehouse space and fulfillment as well you had the uh, top dog kind of bring this model to you, uh, try and implement. And you mentioned the secret ingredient that you felt like was high impact was with the weekly meetings. Was that the biggest level of change you saw from what you used to do with all the other roads and all the other programs? Uh, I'll, I'll be honest, it's, it's not one thing like that. Okay. It's a, it is truly a culture change. Um, you know, getting everybody to understand their accountabilities. Again, that's why we're big believers in seven habits, okay? If you can't achieve private victory, then nobody's gonna believe you on a public sector. <sighs> um, we, we firmly believe in those values. So I think it was a combination of the framework of setting up traction, getting your organization right, you know, and then starting the rock setting exercises. 
and seeing what's coming out of that. Just setting rocks, quarterly rocks, and holding everybody accountable to it, because the goal there is you need to get 80% of your rocks done every quarter. So when you start out, you've got a lot of people that'll, and we all know these folks, right? You know, and I tend to be one of them myself sometimes. They overextend. Okay, I'm gonna solve world hunger in 90 days. No, you're not. Okay, you can barely feed the guy down the street in 90 days, okay? So you have to bite it down. So it's just the whole thing, but it, all, it does all come together in that weekly meeting. Because a lot of like in PMP, okay, those of us that have run projects in my team before, when you pull that project team together, whether it's on a weekly cadence or a biweekly cadence, and you're pulling in there, what did you get done last week? What did you get done this week? Where you are in the Gantt chart? It's the same kind of meeting. It's just it's on a more global scale for the company and dealing with company issues, not project issues, right? So that's one of the reasons I really liked it and, and, and jumped on top of it. We have time for a couple of more questions. Is this an all-in if running the company's doing this? Or does you, you somehow plot? So if you work for a big company, I'm trying to imagine in yeah. a big company how you, how you scale this. Uh, you start small. Okay, I wouldn't, you know, um, if you if I talk about me managing up, okay, uh, I can't imagine back in the days going to Phil, Phil Beekman, head of Hook Super X Incorporated, 2,000, 2,500 chain, whatever, and walking into his office and pitching this. No, it's never going to get started unless it gets started from the top down. Um, and, or organizationally, but within a division, within a department, within an area, absolutely. I would take it there because your vision, the rest of the company is your visionary. They're giving you what needs to be done within that division, just grab it and chunk it out there. And then as somebody said earlier, post some notes, show some videos, show some success, and maybe that'll filter its way up. Yeah. That would be my Do you link this to individual performance management in any way? Yes. You, yes. I mean, we have competency charts. We have all of that. Quarterly action plans based off of the goals and the rock set. And that's how you get to the GWC part. You know, every person's evaluated within their role. But done in a proper way. That's why one minute managers up there, right? You know, we don't believe in just slapping people on. So. Uh, the, the people part can be sometimes the most difficult. So, what happens in your organization when you identify somebody who's the right person in the wrong seat? Do you find the right seat for them? And him? Yeah. Well, even before traction, we had that inclination. Um, I had an individual that was working for me out in the warehouse. He actually started out in quality assurance. He's out doing all the audits, all the scans. But, you know, he's got something cooking here. I see the lights are on, you know. Um, and so I'm looking for opportunities. We move him over, say, hey, we, you know, want to try this receiving supervisor job. No. It, that individual did not want to manage anybody, okay? So then we move over to a different area where it's a different kind of supervision. Again, dummy he doesn't want to manage anybody and then we got him over into estimating perfect so yeah you can rotate people around but you can't turn a blind eye you know so yeah if we have great people and great talent we want to salvage them it's not just showing the door it's like try to figure out who they are and what they can do and then we're going to align that and do i have an opportunity to align it and if i don't well then you know you need to be successful somewhere else you know not to be great about it but yeah. Final question. Terry Forrest. Thank you. Sorry.